showing up is the first hard, hard part and then returning on the second day. And so yesterday, for those of you who might have been um, tuning into it, what we were really doing was cultivating concentration or a settling, a gathering of the heart and mind, where the main instruction for the day was to stay close to an anchor, whether that was your breath, a part of the body or sound, for example. And then from there, whenever the mind wandered, the invitation was to kindly and gently bring your attention back over and over and over. I appreciate starting off all my practices like that, whether it's on retreat, so it could be spending a few days collecting the heart and mind, or even in a daily practice, if I practice, say, for 15 minutes, even if I might do something like loving kindness or another type of practice, I really do like gathering my heart and mind for a few minutes, maybe five or seven minutes, something like that. And yet, when we only focus on cultivating concentration and actually conflate that to mean meditation, that settling, etc., what happens is then our mindfulness becomes really fragile or really dependent on particular circumstances. Like it becomes dependent on things to be quiet, like all your housemates need to, um, to be accomplices in your practice and be quiet. Because if they make a sound, then it's going to be a distraction. Um, you might need to practice in a closet away from any windows so that it can, the silence can be ma maintained. Um, and then to make sure there are no flies and you're not wearing anything itchy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it becomes quite challenging where we, when we need very specific circumstances in order to practice. And again, the definition or the reminder of what mindfulness is, is that it's this quality of attention with, in regards to whatever is happening. And so it's not this quality of attention when you're on retreat and everything's quiet and everyone around you is agreeing to maintain the quietness or the stillness with you. There's no conditions like that when it comes to this practice. And so then it becomes up to us to make it less fragile or more versatile, more adaptable. Because I like to think that, especially as lay practitioners, people who are choosing to stay in this, in this world, some of us were staying in this world possibly because we have no choice right now with the pandemic. Some folks I know have been writing me, asking me about monastic practice and can they go at this time? And I, I'm not too sure if say monasteries are accepting folks from the outside. So some of us have, uh, have no choice right now and others are choosing to stay part of this world because we have families or those to care for, bills to pay, jobs to work, et cetera. And so for us lay practitioners, I think it's uh, really vital that we make sure that our practice is versatile, that it is not fragile and dependent on all these external circumstances being a particular way. And so this morning or today, that's basically what I'd love for us to focus on because it's our last full day of retreat already. 
we're, and we're halfway through. So there's many um, accomplishments or milestones today. Um, and so just as a way for you to really be able to bring this into your life so that it becomes this living, breathing companion and not just something you do sometimes when you, or not just something you do 15 minutes every morning or five minutes, however long you practice, or something you do a few weekends a year or something like that, but rather can it be a, a long-term companion other than my immediate family, this practice is my longest relationship. Um, and, and it really does feel like a relationship where at the beginning, and I did write about this at one point, but at the beginning, um, I definitely played hard to get and tried to not really get into this practice. But then I just kept returning because of the um, simplicity and yet the power that it can bring to our lives. And for me, it was really in, especially in that versatility or when it started becoming more versatile. And so for those who um, might want to know, so sometimes we, we need to enter or we're conditioned to enter things intellectually before we can start embodying. And so for, so what we're going to be doing in this morning's practice is start opening up our awareness where things that we might have pre previously defined as a distraction can be temporarily new focuses of attention. I might also drop in snippets of the second foundation of mindfulness. So up to now, yesterday, we were really focusing more on the first foundation of mindfulness, which is mindfulness of the body. And I really love practicing um, through the doorway of the second foundation of mindfulness, which is feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. So I'll talk more about that throughout the day as well. And so, yeah. I guess that's all I'll say before you start experiencing it. And then just a reminder that towards the end of this session, if anybody has any questions, um, you're welcome to ask as well. So settle into a posture that can feel supportive. And just a reminder that at any point you can tune into your body and ask, what would serve my mindfulness right now? And then once your body has replied, letting you know how it's arriving or what it needs this morning, then go, go ahead and settle into that posture. Eyes can be opened or closed. And whether they're open or closed, turn them downward toward your heart.
Invite your body to relax. You may do that by taking a few deep breaths. Others might need to orient, so looking around the room, behind you, above you, below you. And others instead may use words like, may this body relax, may I relax. Gather your heart and mind around an anchor. Might be the breath, the body, sound, or maybe the gentle recitation of loving kindness phrases. So for a few minutes, practicing much like you did yesterday, bringing a kind and present attention to your anchor, to this moment, not trying to make it be a certain way, just receiving Celebrating when awareness returns. And as many times as you need, gently replacing your attention on your anchor.
Begin to loosen your grip around your anchor so that now when other things may attract your attention, like sounds or sights, even if the eyes are closed, smells, tastes, sensations, thoughts, you can gently and briefly turn towards them Acknowledge their presence and then return to your anchor. All very gently. If you like, you can even use a quiet mental noting to acknowledge whatever is attracting your attention. Hearing, seeing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking, are the examples of mental notes you can use. So really all that you're doing is you're not shutting anything out in your practice, but you're letting them in, but not getting carried away by them. Acknowledging these external phenomena and then returning to your anchor over and over.
and bringing it back to the body. So whenever you do hear a sound or think a thought, feel a sensation or whatever it might be that's happening in a given moment, before returning to your anchor, but after you've acknowledged it, you might just tune into the body for a moment. How is the body receiving the sound? What sensations does the sound bring up, manifest? And this can be done with all of the sense doors, tuning into how the body is receiving a sight, a smell, a taste, a thought, sensation, sound. Tuning into the felt sense of it. And when there's nothing left to explore, returning to your anchor.
your exploration, you may also begin to tune into how things arise and pass away. Not just say the sounds and sights and smells and thoughts, but also the ways that these phenomena come alive in the body, how the sensations also arise and pass away. So tuning, to, tuning into the ever-changing nature of these phenomena.
for the remaining time of this practice, you might also begin to tune into how whatever is arising, whatever you're experiencing, may be experienced as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So tuning into your relationship to whatever is happening. And perhaps even noticing the natural movement of the heart. When it's pleasant, you want more of it. When it's unpleasant, you want less of it. And when it's neutral, you might be indifferent. You might be bored. Maybe you begin to fantasize in that moment. So just tuning in.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.